Hey all you sexy bookworms, welcome to this special episode of Shit We've Read After Dark. This episode features spicy, mature content, and the topics discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Please, take care as you listen. Now, light some candles and make yourself comfortable as we get ready to go deep deep into this book that is (laughs) we hope this episode is as good for you as it was for us (laughs) welcome to another episode of shit we've read after dark a little bonus episode that y'all were not expecting it's just kind of happened this way my name is emma skies we are reading the dragon's bride by katie robert and with me as always are our regular co-hosts uh bella how you doing today Good. How are you doing today? Melting. Melting. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot here. It's it's not a I good don't like time. it. I don't it's have a lot time. of brain cells, so I don't know what I'm going to contribute to this episode today, but I'm excited <laughs> to talk about this book. <laughs> I don't know that any of us know what we're going to contribute today. We threw this together very quickly. We're, we were just very excited about what was happening. Were we excited or were we... Wow, uh, I was excited. <laughs> or was there some peer pressure? <laughs> I take no responsibility. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing great. I am uh, super Do excited to talk about pressured? this book. I didn't. I mean, I wasn't pressured. Perhaps I might have been the, the pressurer, but I didn't. I did not feel pressured to read this. No. We're gonna move right along. Right along. Just not even. Just gonna. Skip I'm not right making sense. That. Am I drunk already? Oops. You are one drinking. So this started on a purely chaotic note. And Laura, how you doing today? I'm I'm doing well trying to trying to also stay cool. It's so hot today. Well, like all week. For anybody listening, it's 100 degrees. Ugh. It's 100 degrees right now? I think it's like 96 right now. It's 6 p.m. It's gross. That's nothing. It's gross. That's nothing Why compared to Sunday. 107. I don't want it. Anyway, this is the local part it's of the cool. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> to defeat the heat, what is everybody drinking? Bella, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a new flavor of LaCroix that I found. People drink that? What? <laughs> Wait. What? People actually drink Wow, LaCroix. okay. Not only was I peer pressured into being on this episode, <laughs> now I'm being bullied for my beverage choices. I am walking off. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> as, I, as I sit here. <laughs> uh, I like, wasn't going to say anything, but I was thinking, what? LaCroix? <laughs> I only know yeah. LaCroix is a meme. Yeah. <laughs> like if you actually drank it. I feel like all of the people in my life drink it. <laughs> so I'm wow. really confused by this. I didn't know it was such a hotly debated beverage. Um, never would have said anything otherwise. I would have said well, sparkling anyways, water. What is it? <laughs> you said it's, it's new. Um, it's new, new to me. It's melon and like grapefruit. So it's really good. It's delicious. Does this mean that they so. canned a, a can of sparkling water in the vicinity of a melon? You know, this one actually does taste more melony than like <laughs> the usual LaCroix. So <laughs> thank you very much. It's one of their special tall cans for those people who know their LaCroix. Oh, so they okay. made room for flavor? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good. Good for them. Wow. I had regrets about joining this episode. They are well-founded right now. Wow. Rico, what are you drinking? Tell us about your beverage. Uh, you know I love a good theme drink, so 
<laughs> reading the Dragon's Bride, I had to do something dragon related. So I, make, I made a dragon fruit hibiscus margarita. Oh, Ooh. that sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. It's yeah. pretty tasty. Not gonna lie, it's pretty right tasty. Now. Could have shared that before we were recording. Yeah, yeah. like Sorry. a few hours ago when we could have gone to Sorry. the store. He's always gatekeeping the good drinks. You know, <laughs> he really does. I don't know what to he tell likes you. to show off. It's I Jason. do. Yeah, Laura, do you have anything fun? You know what? I am a party pooper, and I went with water today. I was debating. A Moscato that I have in the fridge right now sounded really good, but I also just feel a little dehydrated today. So I'm with you. I also have a giant thing of water. Yeah. This thing is as yeah. big as my head. Yes. Same. <laughs> it's just so hot. It's it's so fucking hot. I'm sweating in my air conditioned office. Sorry, okay. Jason. It's hot. You're the only one drinking alcohol right now. No, Which means I, you have I... to drink for four. Do not tell me because I easily could. It's two I, drinks it's, in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take another one being between the non-spoiler spoiler break. There you go. Perfect. Uh, one yeah. uh, that one has to be a shot though, just to speed it up. Okay, fair enough. You got it. Yeah, you only have about an hour. Yeah. Four drinks, chug, one hour, chug, what could chug, possibly chug, go wrong? <laughs> a really big song. Uh, hey, wow. all, right. all right. All right. Kicking us off, our <laughs> featured book for this week is The Dragon's Ride by Katie Robert. This is a monster romance with a dragon. Um, I'm assuming if you're watching this, you have seen the cover. You can see the dragon that we're dealing with here. First of all, I'm obsessed with this cover. I it's love beautiful. this cover so much. It's so good. It's a great cover. It's it's just it's classic romance novel it's just a great clinch cover and usually i'm not one for the clinch covers i am kind of of you know a fan of the discreet cover trend which i know not not a lot of people in romance like uh but no i couldn't i couldn't pass this one up there are two options and i went for the clinch cover um but this is book one of the deal with the demon series and i ooh, should have checked this before don't know how many there's gonna be in this anybody know off the top of their head i Crickets. thought there were like five because there were yeah, we currently have four. I'm pretty sure there's going to be five. Okay. All right, so we're almost there. We're almost we're almost finished with it. Um, this came out last March. Um, and for anybody listening, as always, this is an 18-plus book, which means this is an 18-plus podcast. Some of the uh, uh, CWs, the content warnings that you will find in this book are domestic abuse. It is historical and off-page. Um, murder, also off-page. Human, non-human sex, obviously we are reading a monster romance, size difference, explicit sex, breeding, pregnancy in the epilogue, and a questionable CNC. I added that one. I wasn't okay. sure. No, that's probably a good one to put in there. Yeah. It's... Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> wow. Already already starting off with a debate. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Who wants to be our synopsis reader this time? I think Laura should. <laughs> that was going to be my I vote, too. Because yeah. it... Yeah. Because it was also her idea to do this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, okay. I, I will I will take some of the responsibility. Okay. I did say. She got out of hosting, you I guys. There was say, a whole discussion. <laughs> we tried to okay. bully her into hosting. It didn't work. So now you can read the synopsis. It's great. That's what you wanted, right? That's fine. I'll read it. I, I haven't read it in a while. That's fine. <laughs> Normally, it's Emma or Jason, I feel like, so. Yeah. 
We usually pick on them. Okay, yes, I can read the synopsis. All right. Briar Rose might have a name out of a storybook, but she learned at a very young age that no prince was coming to save her. She'll have to save herself. Unfortunately, even that is an impossible task in her current situation, trapped in a terrifying marriage to a dangerous man. Desperate times call for desperate measures, which is how she finds herself making a deal with a demon. Freedom from her husband in return for seven years of service. She expects the service to be backbreaking and harsh. She doesn't expect to be put on an auction block in a room full of literal monsters and sold to the highest bidder. To Soul, a dragon. He might seem kinder than his fearsome looks imply, but she knows better than to trust the way he wants to take care of her or how invested he is in her pleasure. In her experience, if something seems too good to be true, it certainly is. Falling for soul is out of the question. She's suffered enough, and she has no intention of staying in this realm, even if she leaves her heart behind when she returns to her normal life. Not bad. Not I mean, gonna lie. As, a, as as a premise, not bad. I didn't. I don't think I ever read the synopsis before I read it. Yeah, me neither. Honestly. Yeah, nope. me neither. <laughs> Oh, I definitely did. I, just yeah. knew I was, was like, a, what am I reading? I just knew it was a dragon monster romance. Same. I was like, Katie Robert, add to cart. Sure. Done. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and as I'm sitting here listening to that synopsis for the very first time, I go, oh, yeah, it's, not, uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty accurate. Pretty spot on. I feel like I it feel like hard. It, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it feel, it's very tame. For the book that we read. And I maybe what you were going to say, which is like what I want to say, which is that it's hard when you, you know, anyone could pick this book up like at a bookstore or stumble on it on Amazon. So like I'm sure it kind of it's more PG than the actual book so as to not offend people. But I'm like, this is yeah. like, almost seems cute. And, um, this, you know, we'll talk about it. But this book is far from cute. I mean, it is like the romance is nice, but like. Yeah. Well, given that, one of the things that I really like that Katie Robert does is the uh, content warnings, the trigger warnings, the, the yeah. content notes are always on the first page. And I believe, mm. um, I've seen her talk about this a couple times, the way that she specifically formats her books for Kindle. Because when you open a book on your Kindle, it just opens to page one. So it'll skip past yep. copyright. It'll sp- skip past the cover. It'll skip mm. past anything you put ahead of that. So she formats her books specifically so that that content warning page pops up page one. Um, whereas if you don't make the effort to do that, or if you don't know that you have to do that, then it'll get pushed to the side and it'll just start without it. Um, so I do appreciate that she, she makes the effort to do that. And I can confirm cause I read it or I had it downloaded on my Kindle and I read it in the Libby app and both apps opened it like at the content warning, or I think it was started at like the map and then it was the content warning. So that's right. There's also a map, which one is a map. Have we have any of our books so far had a map in them? I feel like this is a first. Don't remember. This might uh, be a first. Do you mean like after after dark books or like yeah, books yeah. in general? No, after, after dark, dark. I think this is the first one with a map. You know, we're moving on up. We are. We're getting. We're getting fancy here. We got a map. We're really. We're developing a plot enough that there's a map. What I love is that <laughs> when you look at the map, and if you if you're listening to this and you want to look up the Dragon's Bride map, you can look along with us. Um, it's not, it doesn't say anything about like what the areas are called. It's labeled by the the monster that's in them and yep. then has a specific like, here's where they live. 
And so there's like the dragon area, the kraken area, the incubi and succubi. Like, you don't need to know what this is called. It does not matter. You just need to know what you're going to fuck in there. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? Starting off strong. Starting off strong. Yeah, that's accurate. I did notice that. I was like, no. She knows what you're here for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, non-spoilery, um, first thoughts, kind of how, how are we feeling about it? How do we, what's, what's your off-the-cuff thoughts on this? Rico? Uh, I already said I did not read the synopsis. I knew nothing about this like, going in other than there's going to be a dragon and a woman who fucks him. Um, and so from page one, like, this book does not start off gently. This no. book Mm-mm. does not start off sweet. It's like, oh, we are in here. Um, I don't even want to say really what we're talking about because it's kind of a spoiler. But it's it's some heavy material already from page one. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, is this going to set the tone for the entire book? Am I prepared for this? Um, it kind of moves away from that and, and goes more into typical monster romance uh, territory. Um, I thought this book overall was okay. Uh, I I'm shocked. Balance I thought you were gonna love. No, I thought Rico was gonna love this book. That's really funny. Okay, continue. I, I have so many questions on why. Uh, um, <laughs> I I uh, for me it was mostly the plot. I didn't like the plot at all. I don't like I, I don't like the premise of it. Um, last episode when we were chatting about what book did we just read? Um, the, uh, the demon demon how to how to save a demon got drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, what time, did we just read? That time I got drunk and saved a demon. There we go. That demon, feels demon, like save, a million save a demon. years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how to save I, a demon? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah how, to, how to lose a demon in 10 days. Um, there you go. Wait, I would read that. I would that. read that. I would, I would 100% <laughs> read that. Someone find that book. Someone write that book. <laughs> Another book to add to our list for us to write. Exactly. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, I said I said in that episode, and I said it before, like the insta love kind of thing just doesn't do it for me, and so I, it lost me there. Emma, I believe you said in the past when we were reading Desperate Measures, I think you said like nobody writes a sex scene like Katie Robert. Uh, I love the sex scenes. I liked, Katie Robert is amazing. Yeah, I I was on board for for those scenes. Um, I really liked uh, Soul as a character. Oh, um, I I'm I, I relate to him in some ways. I'm not going to go into it more than that. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave it there. Make of that what you will, audience. Oh my god! I think guys, I think my camera went out again. I think I'm gone. Bye. I uh, I was going to leave it there. Of all of all the uh, the main male characters we read, oh, I, no. I relate to him the, the best, uh, and so I liked I'm... him. Um, and um, yeah, I'll sh- shut up now. Move on. Someone else. We're Someone all else laughing, off. but Sol is a very sweet character. He's a very sweet character. There are a number of things that Jason could be referring to. Too many that I don't want to know about. <laughs> there's just there's just rico's like a big brother to me so like i don't want to know spoiler alert i also have two penises <laughs> oh no a medical marvel everybody oh wow. no i missed some textbooks see, that, 
See, that's why I thought you identified. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely that. No, <laughs> no. Ob- obviously. Um, yeah, no. Just as a character, I I, I disconnected with him in some some ways. I'm not going to say why. Uh, so I, I liked him. I liked. Uh, I need alcohol. <laughs> All right, so Jason's pretty. Uh, Jason's pretty lukewarm on it. Laura, how are you feeling about it? I I actually I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I I feel like. You know, it was it was a really short read. I think this might have been one of the fastest books. You finished it so fast. I finished it so fast. And I feel like I didn't like I wasn't just like sitting there reading it all night type thing like I do with some books that I go through quickly. It was literally just it was just a fast read. Um so I feel like a lot of things were just kind of um surface level kind of storytelling. Mm Mm-hmm. It just kind of like got us through certain situations or allowed us to understand or connect to certain concepts or feelings. And so I think that's probably why it was such a quick and easy read. I'm not a fan of the breeding trope. This is kind of a breeding trope, but kind of not at the same time, if I'm understanding that correctly. Wait, yeah, I, I, I really kind of knew. Where it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's <clears> the, <throat> kink of it without the uh actual Actual consequences of it okay so i mean yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's the kink of it yeah Yeah. that's not my thing so sometimes i was a little like not feeling it um but going back to what jason just said katie robert knows how to write sex scenes (laughs) uh and so obviously that part was like that was great I was happy with that. Jason, question going back. You said the insta love thing. What, what time, what, how, what is the duration that makes it insta love? She was ready to, uh, this is a spoiler, but she was ready to stay there. She was ready to, to live her life there within like a month. Okay. So you're saying just in this context, a month is kind of. Fast. I, okay. Yeah. I was like a Agreed. month. Like some people fall in love in a month. No, no, that's but fine. No, that's, that are they, but are they a different breed? Like a different species? There's like, that. You can kind of get away with that. There, there was just like a lot it's culture. Sure. No. Yeah. But the, I feel like the adjustment period should have oh, been a little bit 100%. longer. Like you start off the book with her coming straight out of an abusive relationship. Like she is mm-hmm. running from her husband who has been like, who almost killed her and was who like, was, they for were married, sure. Yeah. And they were married and, for 13 years. Yeah. And was for sure going to kill her for trying. Cause she had was trying to run away from him and he was hunting her down. And like, that's why she gets in this deal with a deal, a negotiating demon. What's, what's we, this we thing? Bargainer demon? Yeah. We're just in spoilers, I mean, but that's, no, that's like, that's chapter it's, it's one. Fine. That's yeah, it's like, fine. It's fine. It's fine. And it says, uh, Despre- desperate times calls for different deal with the demon. It's all in the synopsis. Um, so yeah. So to, to me, I was like for this whole story to take place in a month, she kind the, of went just, into it too. It was a little. Quick. Oh, I was like, okay, whoa! The amount of trauma that you had to overcome, like, too too fast, too much, too quick. Um, that, to where like the, I just like wasn't into it. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I can't believe what's happening. Yes, yes. But the redeeming qualities being Katie Roberts writing a great, like, great sex scenes, great build up foreplay, 
playing out kinks that are not my kink and like still it being good. I was like, yeah, I I respect her talent. However, this is definitely a smut book with like unrealistic premises. For sure. What's interesting about that too is it establishes in the beginning that the deal is for seven years. So she could have put in like time jumps and stuff. Yes. But she really just front loaded it all immediately. That was the other thing is I was like, this could have happened just as quickly, but with some time jumps in there. Like it didn't need to be a month. It could have Uh been like a few months. It could have been a year. Like I have a theory, but we'll we'll wait for spoilers. Oh, okay, okay. I'm yeah, I'm ready to go to that. Emma, did you give (laughs) us your like non-spoiler first impression? Oh, I love this book. I no, this was so. I love this so much. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's so good. This was like higher than a four. This was like a four point two five. I thought this was so much fun. My God, I thought this was so much fun. Because here's the thing, like. Is it is it a little light on the the like world building and a little light on the storytelling? Sure, but am I? That's why you're in, reading it, right? yeah. Like, am I going into a monster romance novella looking for like Sanderson level world building? No, the fuck, I'm not. I don't care. I don't. You're care. not. You're not. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it, it had just enough in there to really pique my interest, especially in the beginning and the way that it, I really like how she sets up the other four books that are going to be in it, like very quickly mm-hmm. kind of introduces that was really good monsters um, to like get you going. I thought that this was a great one to start with. I thought this was a really good, like she kind of had to pick which one was going to be the first one to draw you in. Right. I felt like this was a really good one for that. Um, I like the bargainer demon. I loved Azazel. I am yeah. bummed because I found out that Azazel is not the demon in the demon book in this series. Oh, uh, so, what? Yeah, it's the one. It's it's what? Renami with the horn eyes, with the horns no. where his eyes are supposed to be. And I so want to be Azazel. I think there might be an Azazel book, but it might be like the last one. But yeah, it's not. It might be the one the coming. Yeah, it's not the one that's already out. But um, oh. so I really like okay. that whole setup. Um, the the opening, like Jason said, is is very heavy because of the domestic abuse aspect to it. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was handled relatively well and that it makes sense for like, I mean, you have to put her in a situation where the idea of a deal with the devil yeah. or a deal with the demon seems like the right move. You're like, this is kind the of only all option. I have left. I agree. Yeah. I think that was set up really well, like to where it was like deal dealer demons. Bargainer demons. Bargainer demons, thank you. Bargainer demons don't go into deals with happy people. Something like yeah. that. Like that was yeah. essentially the quote was like, everyone coming into this is desperate and is escaping something. So like, it just depends. So I thought so, that worked really well for me. Um, oh. The the like, the idea of like these kind of skirmishes between each place or like Azazel trying to like keep the peace between all these. There was just enough of a plot in there that like I felt connected pretty well that it, it I mean, it's it's as it's a vehicle for this mutt, and it was a good vehicle. It was a nice Toyota Prius. All right, it was a smooth <laughs> ride to get you from point A to point B, and that was all I needed. It was a trusty um, little Honda Civic, and that's why I thought Rico was gonna love this book because he repeatedly has said, "I don't need plot; just give me sex scenes." So I was like, "Here you go. Here's like a decently." <laughs> mediocrely i mean it's it's no it's not really mediocre it's a decently executed plot and a lot of different varied sex scenes for you rico 
and it's monsters. What more could he want? And now he's like, nah, didn't do it okay. for me. First of all, uh, there's we'll, a couple we'll get in details. We'll get in details. Impossible. In yeah, I think we need spoilers now because I need Rico to defend himself because I really thought <laughs> I really thought this was going to be his jam. I was like, wow, this is some fucked up monster smut. This is good for him. <laughs> Maybe it's because of what? the, and we'll talk about this in the spoiler trip. Perhaps what he was truly missing was the one kind of obvious sexual no. encounter they didn't do. I I know you know what I'm talking about. I yep. see you pointing at the camera. Yep. I know you knew. I know you clocked that. Yes. And yeah. So like. <sighs> okay. Wait. Are we okay. doing spoilers? Are we doing spoilers? I think we need to. I need to think we need to jump ship because I All need right. to know what you're talking about okay. because this is where I feel like I'm. Like eleven again, like huh? Like what are you talking <laughs> so about? So okay, so let the trial of Jason begin. <laughs> Laura, I don't know about you, but I am not ready for this heat. Uh, me neither. It's only May, and we're already hitting over ninety degrees here in Sacramento. And it's only going to get hotter, which means it's more important than ever to make sure you stay hydrated. Yeah, but sometimes plain old water just doesn't cut it. What do you mean? Well, anytime I take my food truck out to an event, I am constantly having to refill my water bottle and I feel like I can never drink enough. And don't get me started on all of the attendees. After hours of dancing and partying in those hot temperatures, the first thing customers ask when they come up to the truck is if we have any drinks. Well, that's where Liquid IV comes in. With festival season upon us, planning for faster, efficient hydration is essential. And Liquid IV has you and all our listeners covered while you get ready before the festival, power through your favorite act, and recover after the weekend. Ooh, tell us more. Just one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water gets you five essential vitamins, two times faster hydration than water alone, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Wait, really? Oh yeah, I've been using Liquid IV for years and I love it. I have a box of the passion fruit flavors sitting on the top of my fridge so I can easily add it to my water bottle whenever I feel run down, before I head out on a hike to a secluded area to read a book, or just whenever I'm thirsty and want something with flavor. Laura, you know how you always tell me my skin looks so hydrated and refreshed? That's probably thanks to Liquid IV. I've literally never told you that. Yeah, that's because you're a horrible friend. While I, <laughs> on the other hand, am an amazing friend for telling you about Liquid IV. But if I haven't convinced you already, here's the best part. Liquid IV is more than just a hydration brand and believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. To that end, Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Wow, that is so cool and definitely something to support. So, Laura, what do you say? Are you ready to experience the Liquid IV difference for yourself? I am, and everyone listening can too. Right now, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SWRPOD at checkout. Again, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration using promo code SWRPOD at liquidiv.com. Yes, for, for the listeners, we are now going to move in from our non-spoiler, where you are safe, uh, into spoilers. So if you have not read the book, if you want to read the book and don't want spoilers, get the fuck out. 
um, we'll, we'll still be here when you finish and want to come back. And is that enough time? All right, we're going to go. Spoilers. Spoilers about. <laughs> All right. Let's get, let's get to it. I had uh, no I- issue with the plot. Like, like, <laughs> no, like, like, like the, uh, the world building was enough for me. It, it was the entire premise of her running away from this abusive relationship and getting into this contract, but like zero time to deal with that trauma. With, right. And, and, and right away jumping into another marriage and then a week in being down to fuck this dragon. Uh, here's the thing I always think about these books. It's like, how would y'all react if all of a sudden you realized dragons existed with double dicks? Fuck would it. you be down for that like right away? Like, like. As like, a personal question, actually. As you know? I, yeah, I was, I was like, like did, uh, no, I'm saying this in general. This? Why are you asking such personal questions? I'm not, Jason? it's a rhetorical question. I don't want to know the answer. I'm saying in general, <laughs> none of these, none of these characters ever have any sort of transition period. Of like come to terms with this. It's always like, oh my god, he's a dragon. All right, I'm done. Fuck him. It, like immediately. Well, I feel like the opening line of the book is something like, I didn't even know demons existed three days ago. Like she's she acknowledges she's like, this is all real fucking new. Don't know what's going on here. And then she, there's like there's a period of time where there's an adjustment. It just doesn't feel like enough as the reader. That's it. If if you had just stretched this out over two years, give me a two year time span. To like go get over stuff, deal with your trauma, deal with that, get into this new relationship, I'd be fine. Everything could say the same, but if it just was over a longer stretch of time, I'd be totally on board. I agree with that. It's it's very quick. I mean, yeah, and she's also already thirsting over him as soon as she finds out that he has two dicks, and that was that was a little quick for she's what she's going through. She's a very curious lady. It's for science. <laughs> It's for science. She's well, going to write a paper. Well, for science, she didn't do enough experiments, if you ask me. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's get into that now. <laughs> yeah, you so, okay, this is, I can't believe you guys didn't clock the thing that's missing. He has two dicks. She has. Oh, oh, oh yeah, no. Didn't, didn't she, doesn't it say specifically that there's no way it it tried, oh. yeah. It it kind there's of no, like they were like saying actually, there's no oh. way she can take oh, both. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm actually okay that they didn't do both. I uh, thought it was going to, and I was like, I, I think don't know Katie Robert has that. written a Patreon short that did like a double penetration with the dragon uh, guy. I think they I think she's in a Patreon short, but it's not like obviously in the book. But it is like the number one thing that people who read this book clock. They're like, How did you miss this opportunity? I actually am fine with it. Because that's real scary. Yeah, that's real scary. I don't like that. It's too big. <laughs> it's too. It's I and they already are like like they're already playing with laws of physics by talking about how basically it's magic that makes him fit in the first place because that's her first thought too is she's like that's not that's not gonna fit and he's just like it's magic but I don't know I don't know the yeah, other I one. Know. I don't know about that for the double. I don't know about that. I'm actually okay with it not being in there. I'm fine with it. But I know you clocked that, Jason. That's the, the most obvious place to go. I'm, I'm fine with it not being in there. Like, I'm yeah. okay. No, I'm, I, mean, I didn't I feel like I missed too, out. Yeah. But, like, to, to, to have the logic stop there. Yeah. Uh, or, or, rather, or rather, have the logic start there. It's like, that's dumb. And also, there's a damn ointment to heal her. So, even if it doesn't fit nicely... You just wipe all that away 
with the damn ointment. Like, but there's no hurts, reason. But it still hurts oh, during the act. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. But like the the scene where he chases her down and like pins her, like and like he didn't care about her hurting. Like, mm-hmm. like all your reasons against it have already been ignored. Yeah. At some point in the book. So, so again, to start the logic there seemed like why? Why now? It does seem a large omission. Okay. It just so happened that a I was glad it was omitted. Omission. No, yeah, I'm fine with it. Large. I'm fine. It's it's, it's fine. We, I mean, we got some tail play <laughs> in there. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it is fine. You said that yeah. like one too many times. Yeah. Look, look. To compensate, we got a little bit of tail play. Okay. Yeah, which there I'm was. sure was Rico's favorite. I was not expecting. That's fun. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't quite sure. Re- I don't know how I feel about that because it's a tail, so it's probably like dragging on the ground. So it's probably like a little bit like not like sanitary. Did, did they mm-hmm. sanitize it? It's magic, Emma. It's I mean, magic. Do we not get magic UTIs? Apparently, the healing self all up in there. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's I I didn't even like think about that. I don't even want to think we about that. We don't really know um, what his full body looks like. So when it first described his tail as being able to move around. It was like prehensile. Yeah. I was like I looked at the cover to see what he looked like. And I was like, oh, I don't even know. Like like I didn't fully understand what he looked like sometimes. <laughs> Katie Robert, and I meant to send this to you guys before we recorded, but I will send it to you after. Katie Robert has posted some real raunchy fan art on her Patreon. Um, like full explicit okay. fan art um, that I will send you guys is after we record. I probably should have sent it before, but it'll be a nice surprise for us after the fact. <laughs> Rico's face. Send it along. For science. I got looking for science. He's subscribing to her Patreon right now as we speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With, which He's already bookmarked that? the page. <laughs> she actually does like I. I'm not on her Patreon, but she does like a fan voted short story every month, and some of oh. them are like bonkers weird, like really weird uh, pairings from her other books that she's just like, show me, you know, tell me what you want me to do. Vote on this. Um, but anyway, That's so fun. yes, there is some there is some real real raunchy uh, 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 fan art that we can take a look at to see what 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 their relationship really because i mean even looking at the cover like she's shackled she's tiny she's itty bitty she's also shackled yeah and i was so, like wait why is she shackled on the cover i think yeah it's it's a bit of a metaphorical shackle because yeah. as is in the book Ball and chain they get married they do get married they do get married um which she doesn't want to do rightly so she's not happy about it she doesn't want to do it um, but him as a character, I love him so much. Is he not like the best? Is he maybe the best of the male characters we've read? I he has my vote. I feel like he's up there. He has I my think vote so. Probably. He's really sweet. Well, he's Rico's really just voting wow. for himself, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting that go. The horde of books, isn't it? It's it's the book hoarding, which we have. <laughs> That's to one of them. That's one of the parts. As as we are all book readers, he is yeah. a dragon. Dragons hoard things, treasure, yeah. gold. Sure. Um, but I like that she specifically mentions that his hoard that he has is books. Mm-hmm. Like that's his dragon thing, which I thought was very cute. You get your little Beauty and the Beast moment of them in the library. Yeah, that was together. cute. That was cute. I thought yes, I thought you would be up for that. That was adorable. I had I love that, but also I just realized another reason Rico might have liked this book. She is a redhead. 
She is. <laughs> Was yeah. that part of it, Rika? Not not part of it at all. I can't tell with your Zero face. Part Are you of it. sure? No, Are I knew sure? I was waiting for someone to say something. Not part of it whatsoever. <laughs> Zero part of it. Um, sure, sure, sure. No, mm-hmm. but okay. She so mentioned helps. Yeah. Emma. You said Beauty and the Beast. So as I was like, I was wondering, is this a retelling of Beauty and the Beast? Like, is this a very thinly veiled retelling was, of it at yeah, first? And then it, I don't too. think it is. But like, I, I just had quite. Why did she name her main character Briar Rose? Like, what? What did that serve? That's that's a weird. That is a great question. Make. Because it's not even acknowledged in the book at all. No. Like, it's in the synopsis, and that's it. It's I wonder really... what the other characters' names are in their other books. Are they also, like, vaguely fairy tale esque names, maybe? I have no idea. And I kept I kept waiting to see if that would come into play, because Briar Rose is another name for Sleeping Beauty. And right. so it's like, is there any Sleeping Beauty aspects whatsoever? And there's not. It's more Beauty and the Beast than anything. So I was very confused on these choices that were being made. Um, but whatever, fine. Couldn't tell you. Honestly, forgot her name was Briar. Couldn't, couldn't tell you. I will say the names are the first thing that I forget when I, when I read a book. I can, I can tell you the plot of something, but if you ask me what their names are in a month, could not fucking tell you. Yeah. Well, especially with like doing this now for the podcast, we read so many books. I'm like, could not tell you. Got nothing. But when you asked if uh, Soul was like the best male character. I was like, the other one that I would have in the running is the main one from uh, Soul Eater. Couldn't tell you yeah. his name, though. I already forgot it. Uh, Wait, wait. Win? It was it Win? Win. Win. I almost said Windy. Because the, no, the novella is Win, which I haven't uh, yeah. read yet. Because so. we had Win um, in Soul Eater. We had Leon in Her Soul to Take. Um, What did we just read? Why have we all forgotten this book? What is his name? Uh, uh, Demon. Uh, it was Fallon. 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 That one. Um, uh, we had not begin to tell you the tentacle guy's name. Tentacle guy was tentacle guy. <laughs> don't know. Couldn't I tell just, you. I I associate that book with Rico. So Jason, I don't know. Well, let's call him Rico. That's the name. Um, there is Jafar. Uh, and Jafar, who I hated. There was also uh, the vampire from the one that uh, oh, Bella that's chose. Right. Couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell, tell you his you. name either. We're halfway through the July. That's still the worst book I've read all year. God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> can we just can we just let it go now, people? God. I've read oh my 58 God. books, and that is the worst book I've read all year. Listen, I I still I still get book talk videos that are like queer queer romance novels to read if you love Twilight. And like that's like number one. Yeah. I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> Stop recommending it. It's terrible. Look, it'll Typos be memorable. It'll be memorable no matter what. For the wrong reasons, but I will remember that book. <sighs> yeah. Not enough to remember their names. Yeah. Look, right. one of us might choose a worse book. True. What happened? After this. I think I got I got pretty close, I feel like, with the demon book in my eyes. I didn't like that. I had a bad time with that. <laughs> to bring us back to our point though, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Names, uh characters, uh we like we like soul. Okay. Brought it back. There you go. I love Soul. He's, a lot. he's very emotionally mature. He's yep. very sweet. He's very con- like cognizant of her boundaries. Um, he, I do like. So obviously, the thing that I always talk about in these is the consent, and I feel like Katie Robert goes well out of her way to establish consent from the very beginning, um, even so far in as like 
talking to Azazel about, you know, what's going to be expected of her. And he's mm-hmm. very specific, like mm-hmm. she cannot be forced to do anything against her will. Um, and it even does bring up the, the question of, though it never answers this, it does bring up the question of when you're being forced into a deal like this, is there any such thing as consent? And while it never really answers or deals with that question, I at least appreciated the, like, you know, the idea that, like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm aware that this is kind of, you know, here. Um, and you're just going to have to trust me that this is okay because of how they're both feeling about this. And I'm going to let you into both of their heads so you can see that. Um, but yeah, I felt like she went she went well out of her way to establish boundaries of consent, both with the deal itself and later with Soul. Um, I do I do love Azazel. I do love Azazel. I do like Azazel. Yeah, him deciding to kill her husband what sold me. He was like, you know what? Usually we would wait until the end of the seven years, but I'm going to take care of this now. We're just going to do this now. <laughs> I'm going to go murder him and then we can go do the rest of this. Yeah. But I thought that was really good. I thought, um, th- like, I mean, it really does come down to that timeline being the only holdup. Because if they, yeah. again, like if they had just had more time yeah. together, you know, to exist in this pre-sex and pre-love time between the two of them, it would have been a bit more believable and a bit more. Because, I mean, the thing between the two of them, they're very, like, their communication in terms of they're sex is super great. compatible. And they're, they're very compatible. Like, I believed the chemistry that was being built and, like, the trust and, right, like, yeah, I, I believed that development in theory, but the, sh- the time frame is what was weird about it. Like, it was just so oh. fast. I mean, you have to think about, too, uh, I think in some, s- when you look at it a certain way, it makes sense because if she's in this really bad relationship for so long, yeah, she's now with somebody she can tell actually puts her first and is trying to take care of her and treating her complete opposite, it might be a lot easier for her to to develop those feelings that quickly because she's had such a bad experience. You know, she's got this comparison. It's easier for her to fall in love with somebody who seems to be um, actually caring. Right. And so whether or not it's the healthy thing to have happen. Yes. Doesn't, is not as much of a question of, is this a believable thing that she would have, you know, gone that deep in for the first person she saw who didn't treat her like crap. I could buy it. I go buy it. That's a good way to put it. I think for me, it was like the fact that, well, but I think it to me, it was like also what was lacked believability was the fact that he's a dragon. And so like she even like talked about like understanding like his nonverbal cues and like he has this like she has like a prey instinct whenever something happens between them or he like seems angry. So I was like, if you're coming out of an abuse, a physically abusive relationship, physical and emotional abuse, somebody like that wouldn't make you feel safe. Like somebody that you have like a prey instinct around. So I think for me, that was really hard to like understand was like, okay, so if you feel scared and turned on, but like you're just out of this relationship, wouldn't the scared kind of, take longer to get over i don't know it depends on the situation because when it's when it's the two of them first meeting so like when they're first getting married and he's like don't run away because that'll kind of trigger this instinct i can see that being troubling but when it's part of their sexual encounters oh that's different yeah 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 yeah. i meant more like at the beginning like before they've had sex she's like oh like some part of me wants to run away because I'm scared of him, but then part of me likes that. And I was like, I don't know if I believe that second part yet because it's been a day or two or three. And then like they have, you know, sex really quickly. And I was like, whiplash. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were scared. I thought we weren't trusting people. 
And now we're like, no, two dicks, dick me down. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, the the opposite side of that. So, in the beginning, I definitely agree that that's, like, an odd dynamic where she's not maybe as scared as she should be or she's feeling right. some type of way about being scared. But then I, I actually really like how it plays into their their sex and their the way that they explore that kink. It's like, uh, would we call that primal play? I feel like that's primal play. I don't that's know if you can call it that when oh, yeah. it's a dragon. But, yeah. um, but the way that For that... Sure. The way that that, uh, you know, she's able to kind of explore that, like the 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 roughness of it or the aggression of it, but always with the understanding that she is the one in control, because at any point, yeah. if she says stop, it stops. And yeah, that like, was well done. Yeah. Yeah. And if that had just been yeah. set up earlier. And again, yeah. and I think, again, with like more time to build that or at least again to like make that like we went from like human world to dragon prey real fast and. You know, to each their own. You have to remember, too, yeah, that she's fast. she's constantly remembering the contract that Azazel has yeah. with Sol is he will lose his territory if anything happens to her. So I think that might also have been another reason why she tends to trust him so quickly. Mm. Yeah. And because they do establish she, that really quickly too. They yeah, establish that yeah. before anything happens. Yeah, she's like, like, "There's no. He's not going to do. She doesn't really think he's going to do something that's going to make him lose his entire kingdom." Basically, yeah. Again, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it should have been this way. I'm not saying like what Emma said. It's not healthy, yeah. but also there are certain <laughs> things that yeah. are being mentioned in the book that also make it make that's a little true. bit yeah. more sense. Yeah. Jason. <laughs> Yeah, so so I, I think there is something to be said about with the right person, um, you're able to communicate better and you're able to open up more and you're able to have that trust, right, with, with yeah. the right person that you may not have been able to have with a prior partner. For all intents and purposes, I feel like, and it's kind of hinted at this in the book, she's kind of like a virgin. Not, not that she hasn't had sex, but the sexual, her sexual history has never really been, maybe not pleasurable. Totally, Pleasurable, yeah, fully consensual, like, like she, she's not, she's not experienced in being open with exploring her sexuality, um, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden she is with soul, kind of out of nowhere. And I felt like this was a big issue we had when we read Desperate Measures, uh, again by Katie Robert, but mm -hmm. where that character was a virgin, and then all of a sudden, like. Two weeks in, she was like, I am having threesomes. I am doing public play. Like, I am going from zero to 100 real quick. And so I felt like there was a similar thing happening here with uh, this character in that for 13 years, she was in an abusive relationship. She, pleasure was not the focus, or her pleasure was not the focus whatsoever. And then right away, she's just, she's open. She's down. She could communicate. She could pick up on his cues that that it's, is was hard for me to, to buy into a, for me i feel like that's like that's like a suspension of disbelief thing where like i'm willing to suspend my disbelief that much for this yeah. kind of a book but you can't Same. suspend your disbelief to have dp happen no i think that's pushing a little <laughs> too far so is that a trope emma as our resident expert is what? that a trope like the naive and experienced partner all of a sudden like meets this one person sexual awakening yes right off the deep end of like every kink open to it whatever um, what I is that called so. what is I, that is there a name for that i'm like i don't know if there's a name for that other than just being like the inexperienced 
trope. I don't know, but it is, I mean, it's, it seems like something that you would find a lot. Somebody that wants yeah. to explore things but doesn't know or like just learns about things for the first time and is suddenly really interested. Their in all eyes of them. are open to the world and they're like, oh, my God, give me everything. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not my least favorite trope. I don't know if I like it yet, but it's come up a lot. I feel mm-hmm. like in the books that we read. And so I don't hate it. That's not like the most unbelievable part of the book. It was for Rico. Apparently that was too much. No, I just need more time. Again, I the trope itself, I think I'm on board for. Just there needs to be a little more conversation happening, a little more Fair communication, enough. a little more easing into it. So their their communication, what they did have, often felt like what we didn't get from this that you sometimes get with other kink books is like we, there's no kink negotiation in this. Because again, it's a monster romance. It's not really right. like that kind of a thing. So in the absence of having kink negotiation, which in and of itself can be very sexy, like can be a very sexy part of that to read before anything even mm. happens. Um, in the absence of that, what you get is you kind of get these two characters that are so like primally connected and are so kind of like on board with each other that they can not necessarily like read each other's minds, but very close to and like really interpret like who's liking what and who wants to try what and who's into what. Um, And so, like, her being into the breeding kink and, like, kind of leaning into that to begin with and him catching on really quick. Um, And then, like, the CNC, which I don't know that the book calls it CNC or, like, the primal play, where, like, it's established that she is making the choice to engage in that. But Mm -hmm. those words are never used in such a way that, like, it still reads um, the way I think that that she wants or still feels the way that she wants where it is that prey instinct and so you have you have these kinks in such a way that like i don't know i feel like she did a really good job of writing it so that the consent is in there and almost the kink negotiation is in there but like the communication is in there without actually explicitly ever saying those things yeah i agree and then they do have consequences because when when they kind of go a little bit too far in their play and it no longer becomes play and he actually breaks her uh, contraception there's real consequences that come yep. of that it's the entire third act breakup of the book which i thought worked re- worked re- re- very well because i i would love for romance as a genre to be freed from the shackles of the third act breakup i hate it i hate it so much mm-hmm. and so it's really hard for a romance author to make it work well for me at least like every time i start a romance and you get to that halfway point and they're together and you're like, I know something stupid is coming because this fucking third yeah. act is going to yeah. so what's it going to be this time? And this one, this one worked really well because I this felt one like felt it, organic. It, yeah, it was organic. It felt like it was realistic. It was a consequence of their own actions. Like it was their own fault. Um, but it wasn't any like kind of stupid fight. Yeah. No, and I think it, it was actually an important fight to happen because again, it had with that trope, we ended up having like, an important conversation around like consent and like what is harm and like, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Boundaries and yeah. Understanding yeah. boundaries and like being communicative. So, yeah. and a lot of yeah, these I, books, they don't, they don't address, like they don't address these consequences. They're like, Oh shit, I messed up. And then like, sorry. And then they get back together. Yeah, but it's like, like, no, they was both actually, they both understood. They both felt really shitty. They both and, played into this. <laughs> which I appreciated that, that that was discussed. Like, she was like, no, like, I also 
kind of like threw this out the window when we were like in the heat of the moment. I didn't tell you to stop. I didn't tell you to stop. And I like was like, you know, dirty talking it up and stuff. So it's like, I appreciated that. I appreciated that they were like talking about like the conversations that needed to happen and like that it takes two to tango and sometimes. I, I Not all the time. That that specifically too goes back into how this this might be might be non consent but also consent in that if this had happened earlier in the month it could have been considered non-consent because she could have felt like she can't say no don't do that Mm -hmm. but at this point she knows she could have said no he knows she would have voiced it if she really wanted him not to do it and so I think that's where context a little more context would have made sense maybe this wouldn't have been such a weird uh, not weird such a iffy scene if it had been farther into their relationship because they would have known each other more felt more comfortable communicating yeah i do feel like the whole situation though also opened the door for again all of us to love azazel because azazel puts a stop to that real quick when he thinks something's going on he's like nope we're done. He's like, that We're is done. harm. Yeah. Don't that care is harm. that this, the, the contract didn't catch it. You're out. He was <laughs> like, in my book, harm. Bye. And I was like, I really appreciated that. That was really good. Especially given her history. He was really empathetic yeah. and protective of her. So, And they addressed the magical version of plan B. Good for him. He got that to her in time. Mm-hmm. I always love when there's like a fantasy version of plan B. <laughs> Is that a trope? I, have we have we had enough of that to call that a trope? I, no, I only have two. I feel like I've only seen that twice. But I appreciate. Yeah, I was like, I don't time. know if that's a trope, but I like it. It should become a trope. The only other book I've seen. I mean, maybe the only book I've seen that in uh, is not even a smut book. It's a YA book. It's the Red Queen series has like the magical version of hmm. Plan B, which apparently Victoria Aveyard has said she's gotten people really angry at her about. Why? Okay. <laughs> people are weird uh but yes I, I thought that was a good thing for azazel and like it made for a good like post third act breakup makeup where like he's got a you know he travels across all the lands to go get to her it's a lovely you know it's a nice little scene she's fighting to get back he's fighting to get to her it was great it was i as third act breakups go it was good it was decent it was good i liked it i liked it yeah it made it made sense to the plot and to the characters and speaking of the plot and the characters, one of the things that we also always talk about is how do we feel about the balance between erotica and plot in this one? Because in the last one we talked about, they're not being enough because there was only, what, three and a quarter smut scenes in a book of that length, and they were all kind of the same scene. How do we feel about the balance in this one? Um, if I can weigh in first, because I have to dip off here really quickly. Um, but I, I felt like there was almost too much sex to where I was like, I'm kind of ready to tap out. I know, I know. Um, I think, again, because this was not my cup of tea, like these were, the monster dragon thing was just not my thing. Um, Was not it for me. And so I was like, yeah, it it was written really well, though. So like, I will say that, like, you know, still got hot and bothered by it. But I was like, I'm not into it. So this is kind of a lot. Like, I kind of just wanted to, like, be done with the story. Um, which is why I was like, I felt like I had to read this book. <laughs> At least it was short. It was short. That helped. I was like, fine, it's short. I didn't want to read this, but I'll do it. I'll I'll do it just for the sake of doing it. And I 
FOMO, fear of missing out. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And then, yeah, the universe broke my Kindle and I was like, oh, this is a sign. I shouldn't read it. And I was like, no, I need to do this. I, you know, it can't say I didn't try, Um, but it was really well-written, but yeah, I, I think there were, if I'm thinking of it objectively, there, I think the amount of sex was pretty good balanced with the plot, but I, the plot definitely took the backseat as we've discussed. Like, I think the pacing and the, of the relationship specifically, the book paced pretty well. Um, it didn't feel like it was too short and it didn't feel like it went on too long. Other than again, for my personal taste, I was like ready to be done. Um, Bella, you just yeah. need to keep reading these monster romance books with us and then you're going to like them over time. You get desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. I am desensitized to it. Cause by the end I was like, Oh, there's the tail again. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, okay, of course you know, it's not. I really thought that the dragon thing would throw me off and would not. Nope. Didn't care. Loved it. That's great for you. <laughs> we'll, we'll find you your Again. monster. Kraken audit, dragon audit. We'll find you your thing. I actually, you know, I did think about I preferred the Kraken one over this for whatever reason. <gasps> really? I know. I, something about the claws and the scales was like not for me. I was very concerned about the claws until he like the fact that they them, retracted. Yeah. I was like, okay, now it's convenient. Like, what, if, I, what, if, what if you lose focus? <laughs> what if you lose focus? And I'll think, oh, I don't know about that. No, okay, so that was that was definitely like my fear. Like, I love a good bite, scratch, like physical marks left. Love the bruises afterwards. Kiss, chef's kiss. That was excellent. But I was like, this is not just like human teeth and and nail marks. This is dragons. They rip people to shreds. Has anyone watched Game of Thrones? Like. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not okay with this. This is, and when it when his uh, jaw was around her neck, I was like, absolutely not. I am not into that. Uh, no, 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 no. Line. That's choking is like not my thing. And so to then have a dragon around your neck, I was, no, no, no. I was like, and I'm done. I'm tapped out. I need to finish this book <laughs> so I can talk about it. But I'm tapped out. So are you are you likely you think then to read the Kraken book, the second one? Um, I did gift it to Rico for his birthday, so I want him to read it and report back. But I will not be reading it. I mean, unless he's like, no, it's really good. But it seems like the thing about the other Kraken book was like it was a mostly humanoid mm-hmm. being. This so was that was helpful. Not. This was this one not because they they described it. It, it was yeah, it. based on the cover off. and the description at the beginning of like a bucket of tentacles or whatever it was. I was like. What did I buy, Rico? I'll love it. That's, <laughs> that's the title about, of my next book. That's never what Rico was going for. <laughs> of everything about the Kraken, the part that gets me is that it's the hair tentacles. That's where it's like too much. It's too, like instead of hair, he has like tentacles and all those it's tentacles. It's like Medusa. Like it's a Gorgon. And I don't know. It's too that's much. That's better. No. I was I thinking fact- Kit Fisto from Star Wars. <laughs> Oh, no. I, in fact, will be skipping the Kraken book uh, myself. Well, like Bella said, I have I'm it now. I have to read it. I'm very curious to see. Um, well, before we move on, how did you guys feel about like plot to uh, Smite? Well, hold on, Bella, if you got to get going. Yeah, I got to get going. Oh. Enjoy talking about it, Bye. guys. Thank I'm you. Just Bye. Gonna mute. Hi, Bella. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Laura, what would you think of the balance? Uh, I'm... I- I mean, I think overall it had good balance. My thing is the plot is the romance. So I feel like the plot was just 
them falling in love. Mm-hmm. There was not really anything else going on in the book. I mean, no. yeah, it's very insular. Like, it's just the two of them alone for the most yeah. part in this keep for most of the book. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean it, it, that's fine. It's a novella, right? So, like, you can't put much plot in it anyways other than that romance. Um, I feel like there maybe could have been more sex, but at the same time, the, at that point, it probably would have not been a novella. <laughs> So, yeah, I actually I, felt like it did a, a a pretty solid job between the two. Okay. Were you gonna say Rico? Oh, I'm I'm on board with what Laura said. I I think mm. the the plot was the romance, and so sometimes for me, it, the non sex scenes is dragged on a little too long for me. Um, <laughs> I I had I think it was midnight last night, and I had about an hour left to go, and I was like, I'm done. It's this. It's feeling longer than it is for me because the romance isn't quite working for me. Um, I would have appreciated one more sex scene, perhaps. Um, I will say, we didn't mention this, I like that the very first sex scene whatsoever was a masturbation scene. Right, um, like it wasn't a mm-hmm. penetrative sex. Right, and, and I felt like that is maybe the most realistic beginning to any of this. So we're like, if you're feeling these things, you might explore that on your own first as a warm-up before finally engaging with this partner. Um, And so I really did appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is uh, currently rated 3.7 out of 5 from over 28.5 thousand ratings on Goodreads. What do you guys give it, Laura? Uh, I, uh, (laughs) I I don't know. Um, TBD. In in terms of Goodreads, I would, I I guess I would round up to a four. You sound very unsure about that. Yeah, well, it's like it wasn't like it wasn't like that into it, but it was also still pretty good. So I feel like three is a little too low. Okay. So in terms of Goodreads, because you can't give half stars or anything, yeah, I'd probably give it a four. What's your story graph rating then? Storygraph, but let's do quarter stars. I guess just to be safe, it'd probably be about three and a half. Fair enough. Rico? About the same. About three and a half, I would say. Maybe okay, 3.75. Right. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, I appreciate Well, you already said it. Over four. I am, I am a 4.25 on this book. I loved this. I love it. I'm glad we all read this. All right. Even if you guys, I'm glad we all read this. I'm glad we had a good time of it. Look, I never, like, I wasn't sure about, like, if we were ever going to get treated because I don't know if we wanted to, like, repeat authors because our first book was a Katie Robert right. book. Uh, so, you know, are we going to do repeat authors? But um, no, I thought that this was very good. Um, I think both Story and Smut, I'm kind of on, like, the same. I thought that they were really great. Uh, I just thought I also just thought it was a really great setup like for the rest of the series so like mm-hmm. it'll just be you know can the others because this one had the benefit of needing to set up the others so it had an excuse to put in like the little world building stuff and like talking about you know starting with Azazel and then talking about all the other monsters but like the other books don't necessarily have that excuse built into it so how is she gonna balance out plot and erotica in those ones without having to set that up how is that going to build out? Um, like I said, I'm going to skip the Kraken book. And then I'm, I think the third one is maybe the demon or the gargoyle. Maybe the gargoyle. I'm I heard the gargoyle was good. 
Uh, yeah, the third book is a gargoyle. Our, yeah, our other ones. So we have we start with the dragon. We've got the kraken, the gargoyle, the demon, which is going to be Renami. I think was the name. No, the the succubus is the fourth book. Oh, the succubus. Okay, that one I'm really curious about because it's like a smoke monster in the book, right? She was like she? she. She wasn't she like a smoke smoky being? Like she wasn't. She didn't even have. I'm assuming that she can take a physical form, but she just didn't. I didn't I read remember. it that way, but I might have not read it correctly. I can't. Well, not, now I'm questioning. I don't know. But I'm curious on that because it's Incubus and Succubus. So I assume that one's going to be a poly one. Hmm. Nice. And then, um, and then yeah, the, the one that's going to freak me out is the demon that has horns for eyes or horns instead of eyes. Romano is also an a-hole. They are. That is very yeah. true. I was like, I don't want to really read about this character. And like, they might be, they might be a fun like character to read. Like, they might have a fun dynamic. Maybe I don't know. But the horns for eyes are gonna put me off. I don't know about that. I don't know about Azazel that. Weird. No, I wanted an Azazel book because we I'm... already we get mentions of Eve. And yeah. I was like, oh, I want to know what happened here. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the last one. I don't know. Um, I want to, I want to go back really quickly. Just a qu- quick comment about, um, Dragon's Bride. I, I appreciated that Katie Roberts still included little, uh, short inserts about questions that we might have. Like, um, she asked Sol how his ancestors first started mating with humans when they were the size of the house. Right. right. I was wondering that too. <laughs> We didn't get an answer, but at least she addressed it. <laughs> I appreciate when they do stuff like that where they're like, I anticipate that this is going to be a question that people have, and I don't have an answer for you, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm going to try. Like, it was a long time ago. Nobody fucking remembers. Cool. That's yeah. all I need. That's all I need. As long as I know that you thought about it, we're good. Yeah, it's just it's addressing some of these like more detailed things. I also was wondering how she was going to learn his language when she had these runes that were these tattoos that were making her understand and read mm-hmm. and i was like how how does that work if if she's got this spell and then katie roberts still included uh some lines about that too and i was like oh this is nice <laughs> <laughs> she's anticipating like, the, your needs they're just deep they're just they're just those weird details that you know people like us geeks would would wonder these things and it only takes like one line to just you know put it in there and then move on from it and never yeah. you know not have to deal with it again exactly i i was interested in finding out what exactly was going on with each of their territories like why are they warring like what right what is like why are they encroaching on each other what's the aggression about yeah. you know yeah i don't know if we're gonna get that answer but more to be explored well jason when you read the kraken book you have to tell me all the world building that's in it will do so that I don't miss anything and then I can read the gargoyle book. What if he comes back to us and he's like, this book was amazing. We have to read it for the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, man. We we'll could see. read all five of them for the podcast. Yeah, Our first a, After Dark complete series. Rico is really <laughs> excited about that. That's They're a short lot. That's a lot of books. books. I don't They're care. It's a lot books. of books. 
Well, the next time we will be back with a gargoyle book, not this gargoyle book, but a gargoyle book, courtesy of Jason. Um, We've already determined our next book is going to be Jason's pick, which is Titan by Jillian Graves. It is a gargoyle daddy dom romance. I'm so excited. That's a sentence. (laughs) That's a sentence is what that was. I kept picturing Sola as a gargoyle in my mind. I just want to say that. Why? I don't know. I I, I didn't I didn't <laughs> I really like fully picture him as a dragon. Like I just pictured him as like a humanoid with wings. I didn't really like picture the snout. I didn't really picture the the more reptilian aspects. I was, anyway, he doesn't so even whatever. have wings. Oh, then maybe that's why. <laughs> you can you see him wings? on the cover. He's legitimately he a big wings. lizard. Okay. He's, yeah, he's a oh, giant. Oh yeah, you're right. He's, He's um the Spider-Man villain, uh, whose name oh, I cannot yeah. remember lizard? right now. Is it just called? Is it just called just lizard? Li- yeah, the, the lizard. The lizard. Yeah, that's it's that. Oh, okay, I would have gone with Killer Croc from Batman, but it's fine. Same thing. Yeah, same. Yeah, he's on the cover. <laughs> that that reminded me. That's not a me. dragon, man. Fucking liar. We're all over the place here. This reminded me. I felt really weird. Uh, when he was eating her out, the description of, of his jaw, his jaw is like on his stomach and her ass. And I was like picturing like a jaw, you know, cause he's a dragon. Like he can't, like his jaw is so long. So I was just picturing just like, just like his, he's just like this. Yeah. And I yep. was like, what? <laughs> that looks that feels this just sounds so weird to me. There's a lot of trust in there to trust him not to bite down. <laughs> I was just like this Yeah. I don't I don't know. Welcome his to fork, Monster Romance. It do his be that way tongue sometimes. Creep me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's just like I just I just pictured like a V jaw and then his tongue I don't know, just like it just it just I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> On that note, uh, if you've read this book, let us know what you thought on our social medias. We are at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and now Threads for as long as that lasts. See how that goes. <laughs> I have it, and I don't think I've opened it since nope. I started it. Nope. I used it for two days and forgot about it. Exactly. So that's pretty good for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find uh, me at Emma Skies on TikTok or Biblioskies on Instagram and Threads. Because your threads has to be connected to your Instagram account. I cannot use Emma Skies as my threads name unless I use that Instagram account. I'm mad about it. I'm annoyed about it. But I'm Biblioskies on threads and on Instagram. Uh, and I guess that's that. All right. All right. Thank you for joining us for this special episode. Uh, and we'll Thanks see you Emma. next time with our Gargoyle Daddy Dom romance. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Shit We've Read After Dark is hosted by Laura Benson, Jason Rico, Bella Romero, and Emma Skies, with an introduction by Jessa Lee Windhouse and editing by Jason Rico. To join the discussion, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information about us or to request transcripts, please visit shitweavered.com. This podcast is part of the Milo Network. Visit BYLO Network.com for more great geeky podcasts. And thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.